Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. It's Friday. We made it through another work week. Our chapter day journey today is in 1 Kings chapter 7, and it was the first verse that resonated this. It says, it took Solomon 13 years, however, to complete the construction of his palace. Today's podcast is entitled, However. By its very nature, this chapter day journey focuses on one chapter each weekday. It's typically a quick read and allows for efficiently focusing on a limited amount of content. Those chapter numbers and verses were not originally part of the text, though. Manuscripts as early as the 4th century reveal forms of chapter designations. The chapters that we have today date back to the 12th century, introduced by a man named Stephen Langton. The verse numbers came along in the year 1551, added by a translator named Robert Estienne. The upside of chapters and verses is that they make referencing and cross-referencing really simple. They also help to break the text up into easily digestible chunks for purposes of planned reading, like this chapter-a-day journey. The downside to chapters and verses, of course, is that it's easy to think about each chapter in a vacuum. And sometimes the lesson is in the context of the larger story being told or the larger lesson being conveyed. When the teaching team among our local gathering of Jesus followers were preparing a series of messages on 1 Corinthians, I made a copy of Paul's letter to the believers in Corinth on plain paper without any chapter, verse, or headings. I printed it in a handwritten font. Many people on the teaching team spoke of it being kind of a transformational experience to read the letter as it was originally written as a personal letter. I found it important for me to occasionally get rid of chapters and verses in order for some of the lessons to become clear. Today's chapter is a great example of this. It begins with the statement, it took Solomon 13 years, however, to complete the construction of his palace. The word, however, is referring back to the end of the previous chapter. But I read that chapter yesterday. That blog post is written and posted. The podcast was recorded and published. It's a different day, and we're on to the next chapter. It's easy to simply ignore it. But I didn't this morning. The previous sentence at the end of chapter 6 says, In the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, the eighth month, the temple was finished in all its details according to its specifications. He had spent seven years building it. In other words, Solomon spent seven years building God's temple. He spent 13 years building his palace. Now, honestly, there's, there's a lot of context missing. Of course, it's quite possible that Solomon invested a lot more manpower in order to make the temple a priority and get it built in a shorter period of time. Easy to jump to conclusions. But I couldn't help but notice the numbers involved. The temple was built in seven years. Seven is associated with completion throughout the great story. For example, there were seven days of creation. Creation was completed in seven days. Seven is completion. So it would make sense that God's temple would be completed in seven years. In addition, it was completed in the eighth month. Fascinating, because eight is associated with something new. It's like seven, the number of completion, plus one. We're adding something new. This permanent temple 
was a new version of the old traveling tent tabernacle from Exodus. Old things pass away, new things come. Number eight, Solomon's palace was built in 13 years. Now we have the number of completions, seven, and we're adding to it six years. Well, John's revelations speak very clearly that six is man's number. The human antichrist number is six, six, six. That's three being the number of the Trinity. Three sixes form an unholy trinity of man as counterfeit God. So I couldn't help but think that Solomon's palace stands as a lesson. As wise as Solomon was, this little however statement by the author and the numbers involved subtly point to the fact that Solomon's human hubris was more important to him than a humble and obedient life in which he sought to make God the priority. So in the quiet this morning, I end this work week with a rather simple lesson resonating in my heart and mind. Do I give God a portion and save a larger portion for myself? Do I invest a part of my life in spiritual treasure while spending more time and energy chasing after earthly treasure? Will family and friends say at my funeral, you know, Tom was dedicated to things of God. However, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I hope not. I'm going to leave it there, my friend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend.